watching you. Life after divorce, man. These be a whole show. Life after divorce. These dudes that was buried trying to figure life out. <laughs> well, not just zoom in. Just how people react after divorce, man. Oh, man. Uh... Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Chew the Bible. It is April 28th, 2022. I'm in Psalm 91. Glad to be home. Try to go to sleep a little early tonight. So I can wake up early, wake up early in the morning like like I used to. Get started at 6. We'll see. Maybe 7, maybe 8, maybe 9. But just whenever my body wakes up, that's when I'll get going. And I feel rested enough. <laughs> Life after divorce. That would be an awesome show. Forget the ultimatum. Forget um, whatever this other show people keep talking about. Uh, Love at First Sight. Yeah, there should be a show called life after divorce there used to be this show on i think it was on amazon prime when i used to have amazon prime anyway it was called uh therapy uh relationship therapy oh i don't know what's the name of that show it's gonna bother me amazon prime show about Couples, couples therapy. That was, I think that was it. It was so good because, like, images. Yep, it was on Showtime, but it came on Amazon somehow. I think, yeah, I think it was on Amazon. Yeah, couples therapy. Oh, it was so good because, like, you, and even then, there's like a whole nother level of like, I like to use it, my brother and I use the phrase nakedness, just like where people are, a lot of times people have to be triggered for you to get that like raw emotions because we're always like covering ourselves up and afraid of what the other person is going to say or whatever. And usually it either takes, unfortunately, yeah, alcohol, some type of, uh, yeah. <laughs> stimulant um or like somebody actually getting triggered in or saying something you know to make them angry or sad to get their like true emotions because we're anyway couples therapy i highly recommend it it was pretty cool just hearing these couples and i saw myself like in all the couples like things that i went through and conversations i had while i was married and the main thing is, yeah, it's just shows the importance of being able to uh, communicate with the people that you love. And then also realizing, like, not everybody is ready to communicate about certain things. Like, and then it has to be a level of trust there where... The other person feels or knows that you actually do care about them. And 
you can't just come at people and say certain things if there's not enough trust there and they don't feel valued or loved or um, have that history. And so some things can only are best talked about when there's a third party there so that because otherwise because the third party can be like, OK, what they can be an advocate. Secondly, so be like, you know, or a referee, but really more of an advocate, especially if you can get two counselors in the same room. Like I have a counselor, the other person has a counselor because you can be like, OK, what Aaron is trying to say here is when you say such and such this, it makes him feel this way. And he feels sad, emasculated, or it reminds him of past situations, negative experiences while he was married. And then your counselor, the advocate, can say for the other person, when such and such says this, she feels like you aren't really hearing what she has to say, and she deeply cares about such and such, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Just better able to get it out. And sometimes when there's a third party there, party there, yeah, because when you when when you're in the setting is different too. Because sometimes if you're having a conversation about something and you already got you're busy or sidetracked or stressful stressed out about some other stuff, you're not fully present. So. I don't know, convers- certain conversations are hard to have over the phone, over audio messages, over text messages, like, they're best done in person, because 80% of communication, they say, is body language anyway, so, like, we communicate more with our bodies than we do with our words, so, anyway, as far as Gum said, that's all I gotta say about that. Alright, so we're in Psalm 91. And and it's crazy because this psalm falls on page triple six in my Bible. And for a while, that number would kind of give me the heebie-jeebies because it's the number of the devil, the mark of the beast. And I don't think it's any coincidence that in my Tony Evans study Bible, Psalm 91 falls on that page because this psalm is has been a refuge for me, a, a good place to go whenever I'm scared or sad or hurt or lonely or just, shoot, feeling like crap, feeling like you are. So... Here we go, Psalm 91. And this is the Christian standard version, so it may be a little different than the classic way you've heard it in children's church or memorized it in the King James Version where, you know, the whole he that dwelled in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in whom I trust. All right, anyway, here we go. So it's different from that. The protection of the Most High. The one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. 
I will say, or the Almighty, he will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He himself will rescue you from the bird trap, from the destructive, I don't know what a bird trap looks like, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror of the night, the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in darkness, or the pestilence that ravages at noon. I feel like anybody who survived COVID, whether you believe it was real or not real, um, this is a good scripture to thank the Lord. Be like, yeah, God, you did this for me. You kept us from the pestilence. Though, verse 7, though a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, the pestilence will not reach you. Yes, thank you, Lord. You will only see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked because you have made the Lord my refuge to the most high, your dwelling place. No harm will come to you. No plague will come near your tent for he will give his angels orders concerning you. So, as you can see in spiritual warfare, so much of spiritual warfare is actually happening in a realm that we cannot see. And there's armies. God is the Lord. He's one of his names is he's the Lord of angel armies. Like that song by, uh, what's that dude's name? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind the God of angel armies. Is always by my side, the one who reigns forever. He is a friend of. So, uh, what's it? Nothing formed against me shall stand. Uh, Chris Tomlin, he's the one who did that song. And then, uh, KB, the Christian rapper. He, uh, he did a, here, I'm going to play real quick. He did a remix of it. It's pretty cool. KB. It'll get you hype. Here we go. It's called Armies. The high part. So, check that song out. I might just put that at the at the end of uh end of this recording, but. Trying to be careful. I'm not trying to get my podcast shut down. I've heard other podcasts where people like play music from other artists. Um, like major artists, but it and they usually give them credit, 
but I don't know if they're like actually asking these artists for permission. I don't know how that works, so I got to be kind of careful. Um, some of these really old school songs, I should be good and not getting in trouble, but some of this newer stuff, somebody might be like, hey, uh, you can't play that song without giving us a cut. Because that's how, like, I know when I've loaded music onto, like, DistroKid or whatever, and it goes to IG and uh, TikTok, and, like, you get paid whenever your song gets played on those platforms. You get, it's, like, tenth, several tenths of a cent, but it all adds up every time somebody plays it or uses it. So, yeah, the streaming game is interesting where it's going. Anyway, yeah, check that out, KB armies cool song my main point is what i was trying to say is every time i've tried to fight a battle in the natural realm i get my butt kicked like it is i've learned life is a lot like the sword and the stone when i try when i yank try to yank on the sword it's not going to come out it's there it's going to just stay there but when i gently grab the sword and pull then it comes out. And when I go, so for me, gently pulling on the sword is doing what I feel in my heart that I'm capable of doing or what God is in my spirit um, leading me to do. And then giving the rest to the Lord. Like when like I was telling my brother the other day, like if God meant for me to be a dump truck, he would have made, yeah, if he meant for me to be able to like carry such huge loads in life, he would have made me a dump truck, but I'm not a dump truck. I don't have dump truck parts. I don't have dump truck features. So when I try to carry too much of a load, that's when I know, like, when it starts to feel, when I start to feel heavy, that's how I know, all right, I need to pray. I need to give this to the Lord. And here it says, he gives angels orders concerning us. Angels have orders, like military orders concerning us. Like, all right, Aaron is dealing with this. He needs your help. Like, I don't know how it works. I don't know if it's my grandparents up in heaven. If they are, you know, my guardian angels, it'd be cool to meet my the guy I see for counseling. He actually has said that he's actually seen one of his guardian angels in person. Kind of, kind of uh, creeped me out a little bit at first. Um, but I think it's kind of cool as well. So, yeah, we have angels all around us. Even you might be entertaining an angel without even knowing it. So, all right, back to the word. Um, for he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. That's a promise. They will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Now that scripture is in reference to, they might have a little footnote here. Yeah, Matthew 4, 6 um, in the New Testament, or Luke 4, 10, 11. The devil tried to use that scripture against Jesus to tempt him to jump off of the cliff and prove his divinity. But that's a really deep topic I could go into, but I'm not going to go into that tonight. So just keep that in mind. Keep that scripture when we get to it. So that, yeah. They will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent. Yes, I was thinking about that today. I actually read the scripture earlier before um, this morning. 
And I was thinking about, yeah, yeah, I was talking about old lions versus young lions, how old lions lose their teeth. And so all they can really do is scare you into danger, into a trap, to trap you. Young lions can actually come get you behind and snag you and eat you up. So the fact that he says you would trample the young lion, that's significant. And the serpent, of course, represents the devil. Um, yeah, go back to Genesis to see that. All right. There's so much imagery going on here and things I could say more, but I'm trying to just read it and then I'm going to do the commentary and then pray and then I need to go to bed. Yeah, I have a little note that says Satan roams like a lion seeking who he can devour. I can't remember which scripture that is, but yeah, it's in the New Testament or just John 10, 10, how the devil comes to kill, steal and destroy. So same, same thing. But we have angels that God has given orders over us or in charge over us to protect us. Verse 14, because he has his heart set on me, I will deliver him. Wow, it says, because he has his heart set on me, I will deliver him. Shoot, even at times where it feels like my heart isn't set on God, he still deliver me. I will protect him because he knows my name when he calls out to me. Now, I have a note here. I said, I know his name and he knows my name. Um, There's like two ways you can read that. Like, God knows my name. But I also know his name. I don't know. Anyway, verse 15. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and give him honor. I will satisfy him with a long life and show him my salvation. That's one of the coolest things when you actually experience God's salvation. I put a note in here. how I'm from the show me state. That's the nickname for Missouri. I can't remember the why we're called the Show Me State. It's some old 1800s thing or 1900s, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's something that people say a lot here. Like, I'm from the Show Me State. You got to show me. You got to show me. It's like seeing is believing. And that's how a lot of us Christians are, like, or shoot, non-Christians as well. Like A lot of people won't come to faith in God until they see him do something. Even then, when he does something, they still don't believe. And so um, there's even a scripture in the New Testament that talks about how this perverse and depraved generation demands a sign or whatever. And like the only sign he'll give is a sign of, you say, Noah, Moses, one of them, Jonah, Jonah. I don't know. Y'all can go look that up. I still don't fully know why he says Jonah. I think it's Jonah. But anyway, my main point, I said in here, Lord, yeah, please show me. Show me. Like, God don't have to show you nothing, really. He really doesn't have to prove his existence. He doesn't have to prove anything because he is all around us. And like he said, if you seek me, you will find me. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. So once you begin to draw near to the Lord and your heart is right, he he reveals himself even more. But even if, even despite that, just in his creation, like if you just look at our bodies and the way our lungs are designed and the way our bodies are designed, our fingerprints, like the fact that we're far enough 
There's 8 billion people on this planet, but yeah, we all have our own fingerprint. <laughs> like, that just shows you the intelligent design of a god, of, of, of a god, not gods. And there's more people still coming. He still keeps giving them unique fingerprints that no two fingerprints is the same. And there's 8 billion people. I couldn't do that. Could you do that? No. I'll mess up somewhere down the line. The fact that we're far enough from the sun so that we don't burn up, but we're close enough so that we stay warm and don't freeze. Just so there's so many things like you try to say there is no God or we come from a pile of goopity goop or uh, gooby dust, whatever you believe in. I don't know what to tell you. All right. It takes more faith than believing that. All right, we're in Psalm 91. Tony Evans notes, God covers his own with his faithfulness, thus providing them with a shield of protection. Knowledge of this should pr produce confident trust in God, regardless of the danger dangers we might face. Those who experience the covering that God provides will be cared for. There goes that covering word. Once again, I still don't fully understand covering. I've been praying that God would reveal it to me, like this whole concept of covering. Because like there's this theology that really kind of teaches that when we sin or make bad choices or walk away from the Lord, or we're not in church regularly. So, and, and you can be a Christian, how you can lose this covering or walk away from the covering. Well, I'm of the opinion, opinion Psalms like Psalms like Psalm 91 show that we're that the covering is comes with the package is part of is part of being a Christian. And that scripture that talks about uh, how he leaves the 99 sheep to go after the one. That's part of the covering. Now, guy, you might or um, you might experience some hurt and some pain and some bumps and bruises possibly even die i hate to say that but like when walking away from the covering but still the lord's protection i don't know how it works like he's still there with you if you've accepted jesus in your heart um Yeah, even if you walk away and I feel like the covering goes with you everywhere you go, um, no matter what. So it just, yeah, there's way more protection, though. Because look at like look at my pastor right now. He, as far as I know, is a great man of faith doing all the right things has had no controversy or no like scandals but he's dealing with um i can say this because he said it publicly everybody knows but he's dealing with um shingles right now it's crazy because i got shingles when i was like five years old when i was a baby i got them on my i'm getting real personal right now but i got them on my right bottom cheek and just left scars or whatever and uh they've cleared up now that i'm an adult but yeah, he recently got him, and his wife dealt with cancer last year. And you could easily say, like, okay, what is the pastor doing to 
you know, be going through so much crap, like, or someone could say, you know, words of covering there. So, honestly, I feel like the covering is more of a, like, an internal sense in your spirit that you know God is with you and he loves you and he cares for you. Like, you feel that intimacy and that closeness. Kind of like back to what we talked about last time with uh, when Adam and Eve when they first sinned and they put on um, fig leaves or whatever to cover themselves. I think of covering more of like this. God is the one that clothes you in robes of righteousness and like the sense of his presence and you can be naked before him versus like sin when we walk away from him. That's the best way I can think of covering is I'm like processing through it in my head. Sin, when we walk away from him, we don't sense his presence as much. Even though it's it's there, I personally feel like if you're a Christian, it's still there. We just may not sense it as much. And um, there's a, a lot more fear, anxiety, um, worry, doubt in God's goodness. Um, and yeah, you're less likely to be around the flock Usually that's a good sign of knowing if you've walked away from the Holy Spirit's covering. It's like you're not amongst the flock, amongst other Christians. Um, yeah, once again, I don't know all the answers on this. I'm still processing, trying to figure this out. I don't think I'll ever figure it out until even how I imagine the whole concept of covering and what you can read tons of commentary about this topic of covering and umbra people talk about umbrellas and all sorts of analogies that people give on this topic, but really it's something we probably won't fully understand until one on the other side and we see all the ways God's covering was all around us. Um but a lot of times our sin and our disobedience or us wandering away um cause us not to sense it as much and led us into further darkness and sin. So. There's a like the other big thing is that there's a lot of blessings when you're under God's covering. And it's not just financial. It's like a peace. Like you can be going like, I know my pastor is going through it, man, with, yeah, between his wife and just sickness. And then so many things that is going on in our church. We had a member of our church pass away last year. And it's crazy because I used to see him in the prayer meetings on Monday nights. And bam, he's just gone like that. <sighs> anyway, um, yeah. People are going through it. My pastor's going through it, but he still has this peace and this strength that only comes from the Lord. And I feel like that's part of God's covering. He strengthens you. And you will be able to, like it says here, trample on the young lion and the serpent. Like you will be able to see other people being attacked by the enemy and you will have the power and the authority to defeat those and help them defeat those enemies even when they're too weak to fight. They came up, we were reading First Samuel, the story of David, and when they had been 
destroyed and anyway I could yeah that's a whole another tangent they went and somebody gave David some food and like 400 400 um they went back to go take back what had been stolen and because their camp had been attacked the um and the Israelites camp by one of those enemies I can't remember and only like there were 600 men but only like 200 of them were too tired and exhausted and starving and there was only 400 who could fight and anyway they ended up winning and then David decided to give spoils of war to even the 200 people that stayed behind who didn't fight and some people were upset about it and he made a David made a precedent about that but when you're that's another thing I feel like when you're in the camp when you're with the army and with the flock then you will have the strength and the energy to fight and have authority and victory in a way you don't when you're outside of the flock and you or separate yourself so anyway I think I've beat this Balaam's donkey enough Let's finish this out. Uh, The one who makes God his or her refuge will not experience harm because the Lord has commissioned his angels to watch over him or her. This tells us that believers have angels divinely assigned to protect and strengthen them from spiritual dangers, which are depicted here as wild beasts. Only in eternity will we know how many dangers, toils, and snares angels have protected us from. Yeah, check out Hebrews 1.14. We were just talking about that on Wednesday night. Like, there's so many things that God protects us from, and we won't even be able to see it all until we go to the other side. When he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, ah, let's talk about this. When he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, the devil appealed to Psalm 91, 11, and 12, urging Jesus to throw himself from the temple. See Matthew 4, 5, and 6. Yep, that's what I was talking about. And demonstrating how scripture can be twisted for selfish purposes. Like, yeah, it's important to know that the devil also knows scripture and he can use people or things to twist it and confuse you and get you on like a whole jacked up path and making decisions you have no business doing, going places you have no business going. But hey, at least angels are given charge over us and we have to trust that the Holy Spirit will empower us. That's why it's really good to be amongst the body of Christ because you can bounce things off of other, especially like mature Christians who've been walking with the Lord for a long time. And they'll be able to tell you like, huh, that sounds a little off, Aaron. Hey, Aaron, um, you might want to rethink that. Or um, just pray for you and just pray God's will happens in your life, you know? Because when you're outside of the body of Christ, that's where you can start... Um, believing some crazy theologies and doing things once again you have no business doing um it can get really weird when you're not amongst a solid body body of a church with deacons and elders and leaders who once again who have some um spiritual authority and wisdom and um maturity that's the word there you go all right. The psalmist wants God's people to understand how he cares for them, not how they can manipulate God to do their bidding. You know, it's important that um, we always pray. 
we don't treat God like a genie. It's, yeah, or Santa Claus, but more of like um, the same Lord. Yeah, like in the Lord's Prayer, God, your will be done. Uh, one more thing before I close out. Something, I've said this before on the podcast, uh, one of my favorite um there's no right way to pray um prayer is just a conversation we talk to the lord and he talks back at times through various ways um and through various people um but one of my favorite like formats for prayer other than the lord's prayer is um called the acts acts prayer so it's an acronym for a good format to follow if you struggle with prayer. Uh, so A is adoration. C is um, consecration or confession. T is thanksgiving. And S is supplication where you actually bring a request to God. So I'm going to do that right now just to show you. So adoration. Lord, I adore you. I worship you. I thank you for watching over me today and Thank you for the deliveries I was able to make, Lord, and uh, you protected me as I went out. Thank you for protecting my friend, um, my friend out there on her trip as well. She went to go look at that house, and um, yeah, yeah, thank you for just surrounding Miss Banks and her children, Lord, and uh, thank you just for all that you've done, I think all that you, well, I'm getting into Thanksgiving, but hey, sometimes adoration is like that. Just God, we adore you. You are awesome. You're a good father. You're a gracious father. You're not, you're just a good, good father. You're Jehovah Yireh. You're our provider. You're Jehovah Nisi. You reign in victory. So you're just worshiping the Lord, just declaring who he is and his goodness and his faithfulness. And then confession is like, Lord, I admit today I probably said some things I shouldn't have said. Um, was easily angered by some things. Um, Lord, help me to, uh, if there's more I need to say, to specifically, um, specifically to Miss Banks, Lord, <laughs> give me the words to say, any apologies I need to make, Lord, or there's things I need to actually do. If I'm wrong here and things I'm, and I'm not seeing correctly and handling of co-parenting and more I need to say to their mom or their stepdad, Lord, um, give me the words to say or, yeah, somehow the conversation will open up with their mom and stepdad right now in my spirit. I don't feel like that's right or necessary, but if I'm wrong, Lord, make it very clear. Um, whether it's in a dream or I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, I also confess to you just <sighs> Lord that I am um Yeah, at times my heart is heavy, Lord. This a lot of this feels like a lot too much for me, Lord. And um, I confess, Lord, that I uh, sometimes can get impatient with the process of restoration. I get angry, Lord, at myself and 
mistakes that I made that from running away from my problems and knowing that when I came back, they were just piled up and they seem to have gotten worse. But I know that they're now that things are getting better. So anyway, God, let's thank you. Oh, yeah, here we go. Confession. Thanksgiving. So thank you, Lord, for your word here in Psalm 91, that you will satisfy me with a long life. You will satisfy Ms. Banks with a long life. You will satisfy everyone listening with a long life. And you will show us your salvation. It's no coincidence that I live in the show me state and I've lived here most of my life, God, because you have shown me your salvation time and time again. Thank you, Lord, for giving your char- angels charge over concerning me and protecting me in all my ways and supporting me. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have, it's only you, God, it's only you, God, have. thank you, Lord, for giving me a heart that is set on you. Thank you for delivering me, Lord, for protecting me. Thank you for knowing my name and revealing yourself to me, even at a young age, allowing me to grow up in a home where I saw a dad and a mother who loved you, God. <laughs> Not everyone can say that. Thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, that you answer me over and over again. Um... Especially when I'm in trouble, God, I can give, uh, thank you for not making me a dump truck to have to carry such heavy loads, Lord. Thank you that I can give all my heavy loads to you, that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And lastly, Lord, supplication, Lord, I got a long list of stuff. Um, specifically, Lord, help me to have a better relationship with Miss Banks. Make it very clear, if she's supposed to be in my life, then make that clear. If not, Lord, help us to just kindly and um, gently and in a um, in the nicest way just part ways, Lord, so that we can get on to doing all that you've called us to do in, in our um, assignments here on earth, because our lives, lives are a vapor. Old girl in St. Louis, 37 years old, just bail out from a heart attack. So, God, I pray for her and her family, Lord. Um, yeah, these basically these days are not, that seeing that, Lord, these days are not promised, Lord. They are not promised, Lord. So every day you wake me up, help me to have urgency um, and be led by your spirit, Lord, and speak up and be bold. And telling people about you, because in heaven there's, there's I'm not gonna need there's no souls that are gonna need to be saved over there. So um, what else, Lord? Just yeah, Lord, I give you um this situation, my kids, Lord. It would really be nice to see Ava on her birthday. Um, uh, pray open the door. If it's not meant for me to be at this apartment, open up a door for me tomorrow. Like, lead me to another place where I can move in next month and have more than enough financial means to be able to pay for it. Um, Yeah, I just give you this amount of debt and child support (laughs) that I'm slowly plugging away at and 25k whatever it is 24 whatever it is now and then 20 i don't know yeah 24 25 um yeah this car loan my student loans uh 
most of all, Lord, let's give you all this guilt in my heart at times over just my life and fear of growing old and have wasted my life, Lord. I know my life isn't a waste, but sometimes it feels that way, so I give that to you. Uh, I give you my children, Leah, Aiden, Matthew, Ava. Just continue to speak to them, Lord. Protect their hearts from any neglect or um, ways they might have felt abandoned by me. I don't want them to uh, view you that way, God. I I pray over um, that you abandon your kids. Help them to just sense that you love them, you're there for them. Pray for their mom and stepdad. Watch over them, keep them, help them to continue to just be great role models for them while I'm not there. Pray for my niece and nephew, Destiny and Devante, especially Destiny, who has her uh, graduation party coming up. Or it would be cool if you can make a way for my brother to be invited and to be able to still go to that. I know that's something It is bothering him, and it yeah, it would just make his day if he could just even be there. Um, yeah, God, just continue to order my brother's steps. Pray for my pops. Watch over him and keep him as I transition out of here. And I know he has a heart to want to love people and serve people and help the homeless. So pray this room would be a place of uh, people when they come here, Lord. Wherever he brings into this apartment, they would just sense your presence. And, uh, yeah, God, help me, help me, Lord. I got a long way to go in my spiritual maturity, Lord. There's a lot of areas that I struggle, Lord. You know every single one of them. So I thank you for your grace. Thank you for your patience. I thank you, Lord, you don't expect me or anybody to be just like you, Jesus, overnight or be um, fully sanctified. So, yeah, glory to glory. Sanctification is daily. Glorification daily. It's a process. So help me to carry my heart well in the process. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. There you go. Adoration, confession, or consecration. Thanksgiving, supplication. Take care, y'all. Have a good night. Sweet dreams. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. 
Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray, amen.